Welcome back to the High Tech Freedom Podcast. My guest today, Sebastian Estedes, has had that typical sales career progression. He started off as a BDR, went to inside sales, relocated across the country for a field sales role, and then recently moved into sales management. I really enjoyed this discussion because Sebastian talked about that challenge of going from that inside sales role which maybe you've done that role where you have the office structure and you have the team around you, to the field sales role, a role where he moved from one corner of the country to another and was essentially on his own. He talks about the need for self-motivation, some of the challenges and lessons learned as he figured out his field sales style and really how to prioritize his time to ultimately drive productivity. In the inside role, many of those priorities are set for you, you know, X number of calls, X number of conversations, et cetera, but not so much in the field sales role. We also touched on how this experience now helps him be a better sales leader to his team. So I hope you enjoy the episode. If you have enjoyed previous episodes, I would like to ask for your help. Please give the show a five-star rating and leave a comment in your favorite podcast app. It really helps to get the show more visible to more people. Thank you so much. Welcome to the High Tech Freedom Podcast. This is a podcast where we bring successful tech sales professionals, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs to share best practices, insights, and lessons learned with other tech sales professionals. As a sales professional, the more we learn, the more we earn. Once we earn it, how can we put those hard-earned commission dollars back to work to build additional income streams that will create the freedom we are all working to achieve? I'm your host, Chris Freeman. I'm a high-tech sales leader, real estate investor, and lifetime learner. All right, Sebastian. Hey, man, welcome to the High-Tech Freedom Podcast. So excited to have you on. I'm very excited to be here, Chris. Thanks for having me. Uh, pleasure is all mine. So, Sebastian, your intro will be in the show notes and uh, your bio, but uh, just for the sake of a little bit of background, tell us about yourself. Uh, what are you doing now? And Yeah, happy to. So, um, I'm currently the RVP of West Sales here at iGel. Uh, it's a software company uh, that uh, has a, a secure operating system uh, for cloud workspaces. Uh, I've been in the IT uh, high tech you know, segment in sales for uh, a little over 10 years and uh, recently you know, moved back to Florida from being out in the West Coast. I have a lovely wife who's also in high tech sales and, and as a sales rep um, and a uh, beautiful uh, baby boy, 18 months old, um, that uh, really is the purpose and everything I do every day. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, that is oftentimes that is why we do what we do, right? It's it's for the family, for the kids. So you and I first met. You had uh, just moved out to, from Florida, from Southern Florida to Portland, Oregon. And you had made that move from inside sales to field sales. And it was your first field sales role with that particular company. And that's a pretty big move. And I was just kind of curious, you know, when making that move from kind of the corporate mother office to being a lone person on an island out of territory... You know, what was some of, you know, how, how did that go? What were some of the lessons learned or any of the surprises or challenges you had to face in uh, making that jump? You know, first off, I want to say 
you know, thankfully, you know, the company did provide a great foundation and a, a great enablement path, right, to get uh, those moving to the field ready for that. But with, with that said, you know, there's definitely challenges I feel that a lot of people don't talk about. And personally, you know, moving cross country, clear cross country, probably the farthest I could be outside of being in Seattle, um, it was a challenge. Uh, on a personal side, being that far away from home and that far away from family and friends and building new friendships on uh, the professional side, really the challenge, uh, the main challenges I had were um, in some days finding the, mo- you know, the motivation to go do that next right thing, right? It's very easy when you're going to an office and you have your, your uh, coworkers around you making dials and doing the things that you're doing and having morning huddles. So then going to the field where you're in, on an island working from home, in my case in Portland, there weren't many other folks in my company at work there that were in the same city as me. Uh, it was a challenge to really, um, you know, sometimes find a motivation uh, to do the things you needed to do. So, you know, the the other challenge was the travel. You know, I wasn't used to traveling as much as I, I did in that role. And, and, and that kind of bled into managing my time and, and making sure that I wasn't working around the clock. So initially, I'd say the first year or two, I worked way too much, probably, you know, I was um, high activity, but maybe not so much a uh, high productivity, right? I was doing many different things that if I look back, uh, maybe I could have done half those things and still would have had the same performance, right? So it was just learning what was worth my time was a, a big challenge too. So th- those are some of the, the high level you know, pieces that um, thinking back, right, were my challenges when I moved out to the field. Yeah, that last point is uh, it's such a great point because I, I talk to uh, quite a few inside sales reps, BDR people. Sometimes when I'm interviewing for roles, you know, the people that are looking to make that jump, you know, and everybody, I, I don't want to say everybody, but a lot of them want to get into the field, right? They want that next jump. It's natural, right? They want that career move. And I've had the also had the opportunity to talk to ones that have done it and very similar to you. They get, uh, they feel like things are going great because they're so darn busy. But when they start looking at the the outcome, it's not necessarily there. And that's one of the challenges when you get out into that environment that's less structured. There's a lot of people that may demand your time. Business partners will ask for stuff. Customers will have urgent things that maybe they need you to go chase down. But you know, if it's not driving revenue. You know how do you how do you build that into your into your schedule? And so that's one of the things when I'm interviewing and I'm I'm looking and I'm talking to reps, I'm always trying to figure out those people that can work with a high level of productive activity. Right? Busy's not busy's not productive. So it's a great point. The other thing that you mentioned is, um, you know, that motivation piece. So what what were some of the things that maybe you did to, to once you kind of figured out that hey, this is different? What were some of the things you did to kind of kick it into gear to keep yourself going and go chase it every day? Yeah. So um, one of my mentors, you know, again, I'm, I'm blessed to have had uh, great mentors when I was an inside rep. I had, you know, somebody I still speak to today on a regular basis, my field rep that I mapped to, right, that really helped me out and showed me the ropes and, and challenged me. And, you know, one of the things I learned from him was um, creating, you know, uh, everyone talks about vision boards, right? But, you know, specific to work, it's it's more around what is what attainment do I want to have that year? And I wrote it down on a whiteboard or in my home office, right? And I'd see it every single day. This is where I want to be, right? And in addition to that, what are the accounts that I know I want to get into or I want to close a big deal with? And I'd write those down. It was just a constant reminder of this is what I'm working towards. 
you know, and that, and that, that's what helped me just being able to see that every single day. And, and when I had those little wins that, you know, got me closer to those goals, you know, I'd celebrate those any chance I got with at the time, you know, my fiance, we, we'd celebrate, uh, you know, the little wins, you know, every deal we, you know, crack a bottle open of wine and, and celebrate, right. And it helped me keep going. And, 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 you know, cause it's, it's very hard to get, uh, demotivated and down on yourself. If you're like, you know, you might have a win, but you're still 80% away from your quota for the year. Right. And you got to kind of, you know, reward yourself for those little wins and those micro steps that get you closer to, to the ultimate goal. So that's what really helped me initially. And, uh, you know, just to get that, that positive kind of reinforcement for what I was doing every day and every week. I'm so glad you mentioned the celebrating the wins. I actually did a, a solo episode earlier on this because I'm not great at that, uh, or I hadn't been great at that as a rep. Just like uh, your example there, you know, I, I was so I was more relieved to get the deal done, and then I was on to the next one. That I never stopped to really enjoy the moment of winning that deal. And man, that is so important because um, you'll just grind yourself out of the business if you don't do that. Yeah, you will. It's very easy to do that in our business. Well, I'm, I'm curious. So on the topic of vision boards, I totally agree with that. It's uh, you know, there's something at work, something in your personal life. It's what gets you up every morning and keeps you going. And, you know, I have a, a, it's in my other office, I have a board that has just a bunch of different stuff over the next five to 10 years that I want to do or accomplish or experience vacations, family, all, all kinds of fun stuff. And so sometimes when I'm walking by is like that, yeah, that just reminds me that that's, that's why I'm doing this. You know, that's, yeah, I'm frustrated now. But the frustration will pass, and that's ultimately what I'm shooting for. But I am curious, Sebastian, what's uh, what's on the board today? What are you shooting for? Great question. Um, on the board today uh, is you know buying uh, an investment property sometime in the next five years. You know, going on you know a major vacation every year. So specifically, we love to go to Japan very soon. Challenging with an 18 month old, so we'll have to figure that out. And you know. Uh, that's, you know, the other piece too, um, is getting to a point where, um, you know, my, uh, more on a personal side, my mother could stop working. Right. And hopefully, you know, getting to a place where we could help her and, and get a place that so she could stop working. So that, that's kind of the things that we talk to, uh, you know, that's on the vision board that we're working towards, right. As a family and me as an individual. So those are the things that are top of mind, at least. Before we jump into the topic, I wanted to let you know that we just launched a monthly drawing for one of our insulated high-tech freedom tumblers. Now, I've been sending these out as a thank you gift to each of our guests, and the response has been great. You know, everyone has a full-size coffee cup, a Yeti, or whatever brand that they might use, but not everybody has the small tumbler that you can put your wine or beverage of choice in. And they're great for the deck beach camping or just you know just keeping your drink warm or cold now, i'm not selling these but i am excited about them so we decided to offer these up to the loyal podcast listeners by doing a monthly drawing so if you're interested go to hightechfreedom.com forward slash mug that's m-u-g and you'll see a picture of the tumbler and you can enter we'll just collect your name phone number and email and if you do win we'll then follow up and ask for your mailing address so we know where to send it if you don't win, your name stays in, so you don't need to re-enter. Well, switching gears a little bit. So you made the jump from the field sales role 
to a sales manager and recently in, into a uh, area VP, and then also moved back from Portland to Southern Florida. I'm sure that must be nice to get closer to your mom and back to your roots. But you know, what are some of the some of the things that you've learned as you're building out a new team and a in a new role and kind of growing your your business down in Southern Florida? Yeah, so it's been quite a ride. Uh, I'm I I was asked to move into a role to build on an office for iGel, which I'm currently in right now, uh, and build out a whole brand new team of uh, in, you know SDRs, inside reps, and then uh, we segmented our business uh, to commercial and enterprise uh, a little over a year ago. So I was at the forefront of you know planning that and carving out territories and setting quotas and. And uh, you know, uh, identifying candidates, and you know, you know, the first part of last year was honestly a lot of my job was hiring and onboarding. I hired and onboarded sixteen people, right, amongst those those three different roles. So, uh, you know, it's that was a great experience, and and then my my focus was narrowed uh, in August to uh, just the commercial sellers. So um, I had them the whole year, but it was narrowed down because uh, I had way too many people under me. Uh, and, you know, from that point, that's where I really started getting, uh, I'd say, more ingrained and more focused on the sales leadership piece day to day, right? Because I, I, I could, I had the bandwidth to do so. But the transition to uh, leadership has been super rewarding. I've always wanted to get to this point. I've kind of planned out. I'm a big planner. I've had this vision of getting to to a leadership role. And did all the right things right by going and you know I got my MBA at University of Oregon um, while working full time, and uh, it was great to get that instant. Literally, you know, a few months after graduating, I had this opportunity. Thankfully, with uh, with Agile. So, but the transition, um, I'd say, you know, the biggest thing for me is it's been rewarding seeing and helping develop talent and giving people the opportunity, especially with the inside folks and those guys. Uh, and gals, giving them the opportunity I was given 11 years ago. And that's what motivated motivated me and got me up in the morning was I could change someone's life, right? And like give them an opportunity to build a career, right? That that many wish they could have, right? Uh, as far as just the, the quality of life and work from home and the income we could all have in, in high tech. So that's what motivated me and really got me, you know, excited about every day. The challenges I've had, I think, is, uh, you know, being that I was a top performing rep, I've had to learn to understand that everybody has their style. And I've had to learn to not be a diminishing leader in a sense of this is how you should do it, but more embracing the different ways that people approach the role. And as long as they're hitting the challenges we give them and the, and the goals we're giving them, um, it doesn't matter how they do it. So, you know, letting them not being a control freak basically was one of my challenges initially, um, especially being at a company where I was a rep and moved to leadership versus going to a new company where I don't understand the technology, don't understand the processes and why customers, you know, move forward with uh, us, you know, was, uh, I feel like a different challenge. And again, if I went to different companies as a sales leader, I wouldn't necessarily have that as much of that challenge. So that's really, uh, you know, in summary, what, what I've experienced moving into leadership over the last year. So, you know, what's one skill that you've had to really adjust besides, you know, the, the, you know, the general letting people run, is there a skill that you had to adjust going from the sales to the sales leadership role? Absolutely. Coaching. 
that's been my big focus. How can I be a better coach? How can I be a better leader? Uh, or, you know, I'm currently reading a book and, and we just went through training actually here on sales leadership uh, around being a multiplier, right? So how, how can I be a better coach has been really my biggest focus uh, over the last uh, nine months to a year. You know, because I think there's so many things that we could talk about as leaders when we have these one-on-ones or reps. Uh, we, you know, there's many different things we we could go after. But how do you break those things down to like actionable uh, things that could be done within a week or two, right? So picking and choosing, you know, if they need help with discovery, what about discovery specifically? Are they having challenges with, and how can I coach them to that versus talking about discovery calls as a as a whole? picking out the specific things they're having challenges with and coaching them on that. So I think uh, that's been uh, my biggest skill set that I've been working on is uh, getting better at coaching so that I could see, you know, help them be a better version, right. Of themselves in their role. Yeah. Well, good for you. That'll pay huge dividends down the role, uh, down, the, down, down uh, later on down the road um, for your team and for you. Um, so Sebastian, what about the uh, shifting gears a little bit on the, um, pipeline building front. So, you know, you've been a rep, you're, you've got a team, um, always trying to grow. Uh, I'm, I'm always trying to learn what's, you know, share some, what are you seeing out there? What's working around some of the best practices for building pipeline right now? Great question, Chris. Um, so we, per, we implemented a, a tool here, outreach, and we've learned a lot from that, but I will say, um, in looking back and as we reflected on last year, I think the biggest pipeline building, um, you know, exercise or the best way to build pipeline, at least for us in our market, is via our our channel partners. Honestly, so that's where we have the highest success rate. We luckily we're a hundred percent channel driven company, and being a small company like Agile for us personally, it's been really building those relationships with our go to market partners and understanding where they have their customers and how can we work together to fulfill what their customers are trying to accomplish, right? That's been our best route for pipeline. Uh, with that said, outside of that, um, I think uh, the other thing we really learn is, is less is more. I think uh, one of the challenges we had here um, specifically was, you know, we have this great new tool and people were uh, putting thousands of contacts into these automatic cadences. And the reality is, you know, we all get those emails. We all ignore them. Uh, it doesn't really do anything. You know, we've had very little success with that. So the big focus now that we've been shifting to is less is more high quality, you know, identify contacts, spend more time getting to know their company, getting to know their business and their challenges, right? And and craft more of a message that would provide value to an individual and use different mediums like sales and uh, LinkedIn and email and um, you know calls. But that's been the big focus, and we've had higher success rates with that being more strategic and slowing down a bit, right? And and really thinking about how can I provide value to this customer? What would get them to potentially be interested in learning more? Um, so that's what we've seen here. Um, over the past year. I love it. Well, on the less is more point, man, that sounds like a lot of work, Sebastian. Why can't I just stick it in a tool and let the tool do the work? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's what we've had to train. You know, unfortunately, we over-rotated on the tool because it was a new tool. And then we're realizing, hey, let's, we need to pump the brakes and kind of rethink how we're using this tool. So yeah. 
Well, it's, you know, I really like that point about the the less is more because in the digital world and in the information world, um, it's just a bombardment now of information. And I'm sure I'm guilty of doing it as well. But people are people, right? And people want to connect. And when you take that time to research the company, research the person, really craft messaging, either whether it's an email or even the messaging you're going to use when you sit down with that client for that first meeting, it is so much more powerful when it's customized and researched and prepared versus, you know, some canned approach that, you know, you launched every one of your contacts. Um, it's hard, it takes work, but you know, that's what the A players do. Exactly. That's what we do. So, well, as we wrap up here, um, if you were to go back and tell the early Sebastian some lessons learned, what would you go back and tell yourself to do differently? Um, don't take things too seriously. And always prioritize your health and yourself first. I think early in my career, I was so fixated on climbing a ladder that it came at the sacrifice of other elements of my life. Uh, my health, you know, relationships, so on and so forth. You know, and I think uh, as I got more into my career and I found my way and found how to be successful and I knew what I was doing, I felt more calm and, you know, felt like I could actually detach from work and not feel like work runs my life. So looking back, if I ever told myself, I'd say, hey, you know, let's let's make sure we're we're working hard, but we are also focused on improving these other elements of your life. Yeah. Great advice. Great advice. Well, Sebastian, is there anything else you, that you would like to share with the audience? No, um, I think uh, we covered most of it. Thank you, Chris, for taking the time today. And it was great. Yeah, my pleasure. And if anybody would like to reach out or connect with Sebastian, we'll have his LinkedIn uh, link in the show notes and uh, look forward to speaking with you next week. Thanks, Sebastian. Thank you, Chris. Thanks again for joining us today. To get more sales and real estate tips, you can subscribe to our newsletter at hightechfreedom.com. You can also join our private Facebook and LinkedIn group that is exclusively for sales professionals. If you found a nugget of good information in the podcast, please subscribe, give us a positive rating and write a review. If there is a topic that you would like us to cover in the future, please send us a note through our website at hightechfreedom.com. Until next week, make this your best week ever.